Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. All right, everybody. Don't cry. Don't get upset. But it is time for us to really and seriously talk about our frost dates and how we're planning around them. I know. I know. Right here on the Backyard Gardens Podcast, Minisode. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds. And must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the backyard gardener, and... Batavia, the front yard gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, as we learn to grow and grow for change. How sad are you that we're talking about frost dates? It absolutely made me sad listening to the intro. <laughs> did it, it really? It did. It did. I'm trying to pull it back. You know, high vibrations. Swallow that lump in your throat. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right, so um, let's not forget we we do have a mini set, so we've got to get going. Um, frost dates. Where do we check for frost dates? Um, I normally check googling the word "average frost dates." Um, I'd actually yeah. center around like the farmer's almanac, the old or the new. I can't remember which one it is. <laughs> I think I do the old mm-hmm. farmer's almanac, um, but and then also the is it the USDA? Yeah, well, that's where they're pulling. They it have, from. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So if you want to go to like, you know, the horse's mouth, it's the USDA, and there's a lot of other websites. But just be very careful what frost date you're getting. Are you getting the ten percent chance, the fifteen, or is it? I think it's the ten percent, the twenty percent, the fifty percent. And the 80% and then the 100% chance. So there's all of those that you have to contend with. And I typically, you know, based on this time of year, because of what I'm planting, I go on like the 50-50 because if it freezes, whatever, it doesn't really matter because it can take a frost. Yeah, well, right. this is where, um, and I'm not sure, I haven't decided if I'm going to do things differently this year. But there are two pieces of the frost date. There is the frost date for your summer crops, which is really what's important. And then there's the frost date, which I think you're talking about a lot of your fall crops, which can take a frost. Right. So there are some things. Yeah, that shows you where my mind is. I know. You're all fall, man. (laughs) I want to jump in that that, uh, fall suit with you, but I just can't yet. Just, just not yet. <laughs> um, yeah. But for your falls, I mean, there are some things that really aren't as cold tolerant that you plant for fall, um, and that's important too when it comes to your approaching your fall, your first frost date. Yeah. But for sure, your summer vegetables, like you're talking about, frost could kill the thing. Um, where yeah. you have a better chance at things that may not be as frost tolerant for the fall, it may 
serve a better chance at bouncing back. So when I said that I was thinking about if I'm going to do it differently, I get right up until like that day before and I'm pulling tomatoes and peppers out of the garden. And I don't know for sure if I'm going to wait to that late this year. The day before the frost? Well, well, there's the um, average first frost day, but then there's that probably 15 days before then that I'm actually monitoring the weather closely. So when October comes in, mine is October the 29th for my average first frost date. I'm in Chicago in zone six. I know that some folks in Chicago are in zone five, but for me, I'm in zone six and mine is October 29th. But come October 1st, 2nd, I'm looking at the, the forecast because, you know, you just never know. Yeah. Yeah. And to be clear, um, what zone you're in has zero bearing in when your frost date is. So your zone is based on your lowest temperature. That's what that's based on. It has nothing to do with your frost date. So I think um, I make the connection based a- on you're entering your zip code for, to find out both of those. I think maybe that's the reason why <clears throat> I connect them in my head. No, I don't. Th- oh, I wasn't thinking that you were going and saying making that correlation. I'm just saying in general, like because for a longest time, I'm you know, and I talk to people on Instagram or whatever. And I'm like, when's your frost date? And you're like, oh, I'm in zone four. And I'm like, well, it, that doesn't tell me anything because. You could be in zone four and your frost could come February 1st and then you could get, you know, below zero temperatures for a week and then you could get back up. I just don't know. You know what I mean? Luckily, we're not on like a moon of Mars or something (laughs) where that happens. But, um, you know, that's how that works. So, yeah, I used to go all the way up into the end and just let my garden slowly just die out and just watch it and transition with the rest of it. And the past couple of years, I've really dug in. And it was interesting when you said like, well, we're talking about the summer crops because I obviously was not thinking about that at all. And I guess the reason why is, first of all, because I'm fully like I'm in planting mode for fall right now. But also, you know, come August, you know, middle of August, all of our tomatoes here are dying of Mm -hmm. disease. You know, disease is really taking its toll because of the humidity. So it's a good time for us to just start ripping stuff out. And it's funny on Instagram, I've noticed really now a lot of people in my area are really hacking their gardens mm-hmm. pretty hard yeah. right now. I mean, between so. the heat, between the storms, I mean, you guys have a tough go of it, you know, come August, September. Um, so yeah. the question becomes, what, what are you really saving? You know, so. Yeah. Almost every year that I can remember, and I can't remember all of them, <laughs> but every year I can remember, yeah. um, I've had tomatoes as an example on the vine all the way up until the point of like, oh, shoot, me Googling what happens when your tomatoes are frozen, you know? Uh, so, yeah. so, but you know what? The reason why I pause and say I'm not sure. So, I mean, I guess the, the advice for others, decide what you're going to do in advance of your frost date versus up to your frost date versus on the other for side sure. of your frost date. Because... And now's really the time to absolutely. do that. Absolutely. So like right we're now. in September. You'd be surprised how quickly yeah. that thing. And some people are really close to their frost day, depending on where they are as well. Right. Um, but for yeah. me, it's I'm waiting. I'm leaving things on the vine. One, because I have so much more to process now. Right. So I'm still in that mode of take it off the plant when you want to eat it. Take it off the plant when you're ready to start preserving it. So I'm kind of storing the food outside, but also I'm letting things get ripe on the vine if I can. And so that, I mean, I still have, 
I've taken green peppers off of plants year over year over year. So, I mean, I still have things that if I look back, I did this count just recently, my bell peppers that were planted around, let's call May 25th, it took them until August 25th to turn red, right? So you think about it and that's starting to turn red, that's three months. So I could still very well have some peppers that, you know, basically grew. They weren't the first peppers out on the plant. They could still be ripening, if you will, in October. I know you think it's two more months, but it absolutely is possible. Um, So anywho, my consideration is, do I really want that much work for myself trying to clear out a garden at the end of October, beginning of November? Or do I want to stagger Well, and if... Yeah, and the thing is, is if you wait until the week before your last frost date and you decide to plant a fall garden, <laughs> then you're not going to get a fall garden, you know. And that's why we made this up as this mini-sode right now is so that people can really say, oh, I need to get out there and do mm-hmm. something. Now, you can direct sell a couple things right now. Um, I would say my top three direct sowing right now would be lettuce, um, kohlrabi, and turnips, does I always can I'll put those into the same category for the benefit of everybody and then um, a chard, you know, and all of those will they will handle mm-hmm. a frost, you know, a light frost at, at minimum. So, you know, those are options that you can direct seed. You don't really have time. Most people in our country do not have time to. um what am I trying to say? Do not have time to start mm-hmm. seeds. So you're you're now going into buying seedlings, which there's nothing wrong with yeah. that. Um, you know, I don't want anybody to say, oh, he's talking bad about people mm-hmm. buy seedlings. Nope, not mm-hmm. at all. I would say, um, and, and right now is a perfect time too, because they're all in their peak. They're all coming, you know, and you're going to get a big variety to choose from. So, but I would stick them in the ground soon yeah. so they can get established. So to be fair, it depends on your area. Um, I basically got the last of the seedlings and they were on clearance. Like nurseries really still have seedlings in my area, um, like through the end of August. So I planted some transplants. I bought them and it was probably mid August and I, they may not make it. You know, I took the chance. It was like 99 cents for, uh, you know, a six pack. And so I said, why not? You know? Um, yeah. yeah, they're giving them away, and, but they're so tiny too. That's the thing. So not only am I racing against time, I'm racing against the size of the plant. But I did get some kohlrabi in as well, so I'm I'm feeling good about that. But anywho, um, I'm yeah. gonna throw arugula in for those that have frost dates that are closer to the end of October. It's not really. Man, you're big on hmm? arugula. You're big on that. <laughs> you know what? It's business. not that I'm crazy about the vegetable. I haven't even planted it yet this year. It's not that I'm crazy about the vegetable. It's just it's a uh, prolific and it's such a, a speedy grower, even in the cooler months. Yeah. I think I direct. So, gosh, I don't want to lie. I think I direct soda arugula last year, like around September 10th or something. Um, and mm-hmm. the container I used it in a container because that's what I had was full of arugula before I got my frost. So there you even go. at that and I mean, late part of the year. So that's what you're looking for, speedy yeah. crops if you're trying to plant something now. Yeah, I don't like the taste of arugula. So you gotta get it young. That's that. <laughs> maybe maybe I've only had some old ass yeah. arugula, who knows? But <clears throat> um so I guess the moral of the story from me 
uh, is if you're going and you're thinking about fall gardening and you know you're getting close, at this point you really need to start looking into planting stuff that can handle a frost. But a lot of things that you plant in the fall can handle a frost. Um, I can't think of many things that can't really handle a light frost at minimum. Can you? Not that we look at that are typically fall or even spring crops. No, I mean, most things yeah. can handle a frost, but it's just a matter of... I think lettuce is one of the weakest. Yeah, I would agree with that. And and even that's pretty, it's pretty, pretty resilient, tolerant. too. But this is the question. Yeah. This is the timing. Your frost compared to when your temps are going to get to freezing and stay at freezing. Right. So let's talk about that in our last few moments on this wonderful episode about frost versus freezing. So what is a frost? A frost is a light freeze, basically. It's um, it's the point in which the dew point and the temperature match and it freezes. So you're going to get that, you know, that nice snowy look on the ground. You know, if you ever go out in the fall, you notice like, oh, it looks like it's snowed. It's just a heavy frost, you know, and that's usually to about, I'd say around 30 degrees, uh, right? Light frost, 29 to 32. 29 to 32. Okay. See, I'm a little bit more uh, conservative about that. I would have called it 30, but then you go down to your um, light freezes and then you're freezing. So you apparently have um, temperatures in front of you that mark that. So why don't you kick that off? Because going off my head, I don't want to embarrass Moderate myself. Moderate freeze, 25 to 28. Severe freeze, which we would just call it's a it's freezing. It's, you know, it's, yeah, it's 24 degrees and lower. Yeah. So and 24 degrees is pretty it damn is. cold for yeah. a plant. And there are stuff like kale, um, cabbages, they can handle 24 degrees. Let's put an asterisk by. Know? It depends on how old those plants are. So this is old yes. is a good thing in this situation. So things that have matured, yes. kale, cabbage, collards, all of those kinds of brassicas, they're like, come on, that's all you got? You know? <laughs> matured, let's not say matured, let's put established. Yeah, established, yeah. I like that. I think that's a better word to use. And you're exactly right because... For me, typically, like we will, we will get 24 degrees and I leave my cabbages in all winter and I usually don't get to harvest them until the spring and they will sit dormant all winter and then they will come back and then they will grow. So that's kind of, you know, the mindset you need to be in is it might not happen now, but first thing in the spring, as soon as those temperatures start warming up, you could very well have some. Yes, Real quick, when we're talking about frost or freezing temps that kill a thing, you get one shot at it. Sometimes once that temperature dips, it's done. But when we're talking about tolerant frost or cold tolerant vegetables, at this time of year, it's not staying 24 degrees for like days, right? So it's going to dip there and probably come back up. And that's another reason why these veggies can tolerate it. Right. And on that note, that's when you start talking about maybe we should look into season extension. And that's just going to leave it right there at that. And until next time, thank you guys for listening to this mini-sode. Check out the t-shirts below. Help us out. And until next time. See ya. A lot of y'all asked, how can you help support the Backyard Gardens podcast? Well, we have been busy and we have created a t-shirt line just for the gardener. To visit our shop, go to the link in the show notes and check out the t-shirts and other goodies we have. Now, these are super special t-shirts designed just for the gardener. So enjoy. Thank you for supporting the Backyard Gardens podcast. And we'll see you guys after the harvest.
Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you want to see what we're up to or just stay up to date on all the announcements regarding the show or anything gardening, then you can follow us on Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. We love seeing what you guys are doing. So use hashtag BYG podcast in your post and we'll be sharing your gardens with the Backyard Gardens community. And check us out on YouTube at Backyard Gardens where we will post this show, all of our other shows, clips, and then also some gardening tips and just gardening entertainment. And you can see us at our website at BackyardGardensTV.com. But that's it for today's show. So help us as we learn to grow and grow for change. And until next time, we'll catch you guys later. We'll call this one a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. 